Hour of Devastation is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. If you like what you hear and want to show your support, head over to patreon.com slash hour of devastation. A pledge to start from as little as one dollar. Thanks. Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gavern podcast, where we talk all things Magic the Gavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm not too bad. Good, um, good. Try not to get overwhelmed with uh, everything. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about this week, isn't there? There really is, yeah. Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Just trying not to go mad. Good. To keep myself occupied. Um, b- building a load of tiny plastic aliens, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I know that very well. <laughs> <laughs> My room currently stinks of plastic glue, and I think I might be a little bit high. So let's do a podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. You're still getting fully entrenched in the Warhammer world. Yeah, I'm trying to. I finally got the stuff to build a 500 point army, um, so I can actually put together an actual army and play some actual games. Sweet. Rather than just you know painstakingly painting tiny alien boys. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I've also cut myself uh, twice. And um, War- Warhammer related, hopefully. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm using a Swiss Army knife, and it's not um, <laughs> quite as delicate, <laughs> as, a, as delicate as a scalpel. So. Yeah, no, certainly not. Certainly so I've sliced not. my thumb a bit twice. But cool. I'm good. I'm good. Blood for the blood god, eh? Exactly. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So um, how, how has your week been? Have you, have you man- managed to engage with magic at all this week? Yeah, we had, a, had an F&M. Sweet. We had uh, ten people in, all masked up and, and such. Uh, still going. Still going well? Yeah, yeah. Um, I went 3 and then one of our players dropped after round three, and I got the buy. Uh, I played modern, and it was miserable because modern isn't very good. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I sort of had to be there, and it was nice hanging out with people. But I just don't really care about playing modern uh, or magic in general. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, that, that's been about it really. Um, I, oh, would stop counting double masters, commons and uncommons. That's been fun. <laughs> Well, it's quite a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. Turns out, loads of artifacts and double masters. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much been it, honestly. It's not been that exciting a week for Magic, uh, in terms of myself. How, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been been fine. Um, as far as my Magic engagement goes, then uh, not a load. i played little bits of Arena here and there. Um, fine. I finished it in Mythic again for, for this month, but I didn't hit top 1200, but I didn't really try couldn't really be bothered um but yeah we knew that we had the the zendikar rise announcement this this week coming up so figured I'll, t- I'll take a bit of a step back i've got some more i'm going to build and paint so we'll get on with that and then you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens take a bit of a break until this this zendikar rise and trailer and s- see what happens there and yeah i think we've got quite a lot to talk about this week from that yeah, it's all been a bit much, honestly. <laughs> it's like every time I scroll through Twitter, something new has happened, and it's not even just like a new spoiler, it's something completely new that everyone else is having a discourse about, and I really don't have the mental capacity to engage with properly. So let's let's do it now. Awesome. Instead. <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. So I guess I guess we're just going to start off the the stream. Uh, so they do one for every set, and I, I fully think that these are the, the best things they do when they're... I guess when they're doing anything, like customer facing slash PR related these days um, every time there's like a like a pretty good or you know at least decent trailer and then they just present just all of the information about the upcoming set in in quite a, a fun way usually um yeah I think they, they did did a great job for Zendikar for the majority of it I think but there was there was a hell of a lot more than just Zendikar yeah they're doing that they're doing that thing where they just drop all of the things all of the announcements in one go yeah which I'm not a fan of because it's just so much to pass in one go and I have to think about and care about so many different things. But at least it's not, you know, an announcement for an announcement for an announcement. <laughs> at least it's yeah, all actually out there now we know stuff. Um, and some of the stuff we do know is very exciting and very cool. Yeah, I'm super, super excited about a lot of it. Where do we want to start? I guess, I guess should we just start with what we know about Zendikar Rising so far? Yeah, let's talk about Zendikar Rising because yeah. there's a lot to talk about. There is, there's quite a few, few things to talk about and... It might actually be the, the the least the least the thing that I care about the least the whole announcement yeah, to be honest. Right. So it's really strange. Get it over and done with. So yeah. we, we I guess before the before the the trailer before the the video, uh, we had two planeswalkers spoiled from the set. Uh, that's Nahiri, heir of the ancients, and Jace Mirror Mage. 
and this seemed fine. It seemed fine. And yeah, cool. I don't yeah. think we're going to go too in depth into any sort of specifics on on most cards this week. So I think we're going to save that for further down the line once we get a bigger picture of what the set's going to look like. Yep. But yeah, the planeswalkers that we've seen, yeah, they look fine. They're probably going to be playable to some extent. Uh, if not, if not now, then uh, after rotate. Well, yeah, after rotation. Oh, it all comes after rotation, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Okay. After rotation, of course, they'll be playable. Because <laughs> they'll be legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're interesting. Um, the alt arts are really cool. Yeah, they are. Um, everything has an alt art now. We'll definitely talk about that more in a bit. Um, everything has some kind of special art or special promo version. That's cool. Um, they're interesting. Jace has Kicker, so we know that Kicker's back. Uh, it's very like an interesting. I like when they do an interesting variation on what Planeswalkers do. Yeah, but because obviously we saw it with. I guess the first time we saw it was, um, like Nissa Steward of Elements, which is like an yeah, ex-Planeswalker, sure. which was interesting. Yeah. And then obviously we had all the ones from War of the Spark that had static abilities, which is an interesting variation variation of Planeswalkers. And then now we have Kicker, and I think it's cool. Just put like normal keywords or like abilities on Planeswalkers because they can just do the same thing as long as they have like low abilities. They still yeah. It just makes them more interesting and, and more compelling as as game pieces, and you don't have to just push the power level for them to be interesting. Like you don't have to make an Oko every time for it to be an interesting planeswalker. It can be like something where you put Kicker on it or you put Landfall on it, which we also know a planeswalker has Landfall. Um, and yeah, I like them as designs; they're cool, they're interesting. Um, I'm not sure they're particularly powerful, but uh, I like that they exist. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think here you'll probably see some play in some sort of red-white equipment aggro deck like definitely like Ember Cleave is still going to be in the format and probably a Winota deck <laughs> yeah probably red-white Winota sticker in there stick Ember Cleave on Warriors mm-hmm. yeah that's probably going to be her role there and I think Jace is a more interesting one I think there's I think either is just going to be Stone Cold Unplayable or they'll be I don't know I guess I guess Narset rotates out so Maybe Jace fills that Narset slot in control decks, or there's going to be some sort of like really specific, like combo synergy deck that Jace is going to work really well in. Um, so I, I know as Teferi's the uh, Teferi enchantment, Teferi's Aegisland Insight. Yes, well, that's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this Jace works quite nicely with Teferi's Aegisland Insight because the uh, so I guess we'll we'll just go over Jace quickly then. Uh, the zero ability on Jace is draw a card and reveal it. Remove a number of loyalty counters equal to that card's converted mana cost from Jace Mirror Mage. So, uh, Teferi's Ageless Insight says if you would draw a card, except the first one you draw on each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. So that works as a replacement effect if you have that on the field, any zero Jace. So instead of drawing one card and revealing it, you just draw two cards. Oh, cool, okay. That's so if you get a... Yeah, if you get to kick kick a Jace, you're paying five mana to draw four cards every turn. I mean, it's not quite Deceiver X Arc and Disciplined Twin, but... <laughs> no, no, certainly not, but... <laughs> it's okay, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so I think maybe there'll be some application in there in some really specific deck. Yeah, seems interesting. But it, yeah, certainly. they're cool. I, I like them. I like them a lot, definitely. Um, but at the very least, this that Jace is going to go into a cube forever. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you sound about every spoiler. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if it's great. any good. Cube's just the best cube. format. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Cool. So, we've got Kicker. That's a mechanic. Another returning mechanic is Landfall. That one's back. Yep. Uh, so far, we've seen it in a couple of cards. The notable ones are Lotus Cobra. We've got a nice reprint of that. Mm-hmm. And Omnath Locus of Creation. So, we've got four color Omnath, finally. He's got a, a white mana in his, in, his, in his body. He's got a white arm now. Yellow arm? Yellow, I guess so. Yeah. 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 So, and he does Omnath adjacent things, but I think it's the least powerful Omnath we've had by a lot. Yeah, I agree. I fully but agree. I guess I guess it's kind of interesting for EDH decks because it's when that ability triggers each turn. So yeah. if, it, if you you know crack a fetch in your opponent's turn, then you can also trigger it up to three times and get different things. But the payoffs aren't really that good. Um, That's true. It's kind of mediocre. Uh, yeah, the Omnath's kind of uninspiring. It's definitely just obviously a commander plant. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be incredibly surprised if that had any actual, you know, standard applications. But yeah, you know, we've just got the evolution of our math. It's kind of become a meme now. 
Um, yeah, next time we go back, there'll be a five colour one, and then yeah. when we go back after that, there'll be a six colour, well, a pseudo six colour one, and they've added wastes to it. And yeah. I think it's it's obvious that that's that's what they'll do. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the card itself isn't that impressive. Some people will build commander decks around it and then realise that either the team or the Gruel one are just better for landfalls type strategies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it exists. But we have landfall back, which is cool. I always like landfall. It's one of my favourite abilities and it just works so well on so many different cards. We haven't seen anything particularly interesting outside of Lotus Cobra and Omnath with it and I guess Nyssa. Yeah. Um, the green black Nyssa that we have which has landfall put a loyalty counter on her, which is cool. It's an. It, I mean, it's just it's just a... Uh, a planeswalker thing that they probably should have been doing this whole time. <laughs> it's just yeah. interesting, you know. Um, I agree, definitely. Yeah. But we have a green black Nissa, so she's got black mana in her now, so that's interesting. Yeah, Does that quite mean possibly. She's, she's the villain now. I, I don't know. I mean, at least I guess that that's one thing that we did get back. We got the story back, so yes. there's going to be two stories per week. Um, fantastic. Should have never, should have never went away. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll get to, get to actually find out why Nissa is now green black. And yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Well, yeah, because she plans walked away at the end of Dominaria, is it? Uh, uh, yes, but then came back for War of the Spark. Yeah, we don't talk about somehow. that though, do we? We don't talk about that. Mm. We don't talk about requests, but it's fine. <laughs> None of that happened, and we can just move on. And this story can follow on directly from her leaving in Dominaria, and yeah. we'll just move on. It's fine. Yes, that's interesting, and she does Nissa type things, but she's got black mana now, so yeah. What's that? Sendikar spoilers. Yeah, I don't think I there's think anything else particularly cool. that interesting. Well, yeah. So we've got those the, the returning mechanics, and then the, the, the new mechanics that we have. Oh yeah. Sort of. So I guess party is is the new mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is the mechanic that cares about creature types. So yes. specifically, it cares about classes from from Dungeons and Dragons, really. So y- yeah. your party consists of up to one of each cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. No love for monks, shameful. Or druids. Yeah. But but monks specifically. <laughs> yeah. All right, monastery mental boy. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> So we've we've seen a few cards. We've seen Shepherd of Heroes. It's an angel cleric, acquisitions expert, a human rogue. We've seen Tazri's back as a human warrior, and Linvala is back as a blue white angel wizard. Yep. Man, her cards keep getting worse. Yeah, I fully, fully agree. <laughs> like poor, Lin, poor Linvala. I didn't think they'd make a Linvala worse than the Preserver, but they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I, I like that. You know, it was only a matter of time before. Uh, you know, Wizards of the Coast introduced its other property into one of its games, and we we've seen them do uh, the D and D Ravnica rulebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they've done they did a D and D Ravnica rulebook and in Guildmaster set and stuff. But for the past the past few sets, they've always done like Uncharted Realms, I think it's called, mm-hmm. where they do like a like a PDF D and D supplement. So they did one for for Ixalan. They've done them. For, they've done them for like Innistrad and, and Zendikar in the past and stuff as well. So yeah, it's it's about time we're we're finally starting to see it creeping at the game more. More on that later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's it's interesting. But at the same time, this also just reminds me of of another mechanic or theme that we've previously seen on on Zendikar. Like, is this not just allies by a different name or allies of extra steps? Uh, kinda, yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a new take, I guess, because the allies were important because Eldrazi, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it was allies versus Eldrazi, kind of. Um, and now we don't have Eldrazi, so we care about different... It's it's quite ham-fisted, honestly. <laughs> um, putting party in there. It's interesting, it's a cool mechanic, and I, I like them in shooting D&D, but it's just like... I, I can't see them it having any constructive applications, really. I can't really see it having much uh, impact in EDH. Like, if you really want to build a D&D deck, you can, yeah. I guess, but you've been able to do that for a while, and just having a few cards with party on them... Many of which, well, the one, you know, the couple we've seen so far haven't been that impressive. It, it's just kind of forcing it in there for, hey, look, D and D, and everyone kind of went, oh, we get the joke, and then didn't really care about it that much. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's cool, it's interesting, it's I guess fun. Maybe they'll print some more playable clerics now, I guess, to play into this. But it's the kind of thing. It's like, <clears throat> it's the kind of mechanic or the kind of thing they do that seems like it should span across loads of sets. And yeah. because they only care about it in one set, it never does. 
because then they'll just stop printing clerics <laughs> or something <laughs> like that, you know, or stop. Because I guess that we've seen them ramp up the amount of rogues that we've um, that have been printed recently. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess that plays into this a bit. And maybe we'll have some more rogues and clerics after. But it's just this kind of like one set thing that's interesting but doesn't really amount to much, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm sure we'll see definitely. Uh-huh. Cool. And now uh, I guess our, our final, final new mechanic or. I guess return oh, somewhere in between a new and returning mechanic mm-hmm. is that dual face cards are back. Double face cards. Yeah, so they're modal this time. Uh, so that means we're going to get some pretty interesting ones. So we have a set of lands. So they're they're called pathways, where they have on one side of the card they tap for one color mana. So river glide pathway, uh, it taps for blue. Or lava glide pathway, which is the the reverse side, taps for red. Uh, when you play them, you can choose which side they're going to be. Um, as far as we're aware, you're not able to transform them from one side to the other. We haven't seen anything that does that yet. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Yeah. And then we also have the spells, right? We do, yeah. So on, on one side they're a spell, and the other side they're a land. So we've seen a, a few of those. But I think the the most interesting one so far has probably been Valakut Awakening. Two and a red for an instant. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. Or the reverse is Valakut Stoneforge. It enters the battlefield tapped, and you tap it for a red. Yeah, so it's a card you can either play as a spell, or you can have it enter the battlefield as a land if you'd like. And that's it. It's pretty simple. I don't understand how people don't understand this. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the front face, as all double face cards are, in every zone apart from the battlefield where you may choose to put it into play on the other side. Yeah. Is essentially how it works. Like, you you know how insectile aberration isn't a card until it's in play. Oh yeah, that's true of these lands and of these spells. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know you've got the your blue white land, which is, I guess, the most literal dual land because <laughs> it can either be a blue tapping land or a white tapping land, but it can't be a blue white tapping land, which I think is a cool, interesting, um, interesting mechanic. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely an interesting design. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how good these are it's cool design space certainly it's yeah it's it's definitely a cool design space i think the the spell lands are ones that are are potentially potentially more interesting um mm-hmm. yeah. i think there's application for those in in older formats and in eternal formats and stuff i think depending on what the rest of these look like if they're playable in, in decks, then I wonder if if you, you're going to get cases where you can just play one or two less lands in decks, and you're potentially going to see that thing, which seems to be happening quite a lot in Magic, or has happened quite a lot over the past couple of years, where it's it's ever so slight variance reduction whenever they whenever they print something like this, and you know the extra one percent or two percent here, or shave a card here add a card there really really just changes like once you add it once you add it all up it really sort of changes just how the game functions and how deck building functions and it's it's definitely something that we've, we've seen with the london mulligan we've seen it with companion and yeah i don't know if this is just one more thing one more thing that like makes makes games a bit more consistent by like one percent or two percent but you know over a hundred games that's really going to add up um, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's just cool to see them explore things that I guess a lot of people didn't really think they could do. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, cards that are you know, I mean, I don't know whether they're going to feature in the set, but we can have cards that are one side sorcery, one side creature, which we kind of, which I guess adventure was kind of a variation on. Yeah, for sure. I know we these ones, so the ones in this set are all going to be lands on the backside. Um, so. We've seen, I think we've seen, we've seen instant sorcery and creature on one side, and then lands on the back, and then yeah, the rest are just lands on the front and back. Cool, which makes sense because Zendikar. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they're also one per pack as well, which is which is quite cool. Oh, cool. So every pack's gonna have a have a dual face card. Sweet. Cool. So I guess well. the the final the final return and thing to probably touch on is that full art basics are back, but. Nobody cares because every card, every set has full art. So, yep. <laughs> everyone has full art lands. They're really Literally nice. Yep. Some of the art's really cool. 
Yeah. I also get the impression that Noah Bradley probably did some of these and they just took them out of the set. But um, I they have, fully agree. Because they have some. They have all the same returning artists from Battles Under Car, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I assume he probably had some and they just heated them at the last minute, which is good. Every single set has four basic. Well, not including Theros Beyond Death, I guess. Every single set bar that has four different basic land arts. Yup. This one has three. Yes, it does. Noah Bradley definitely did some. Yep. And yep. he doesn't get to be a part of Magic anymore because he's a dick. So, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, 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 they're really nice. I think I like these more than I like the Battle Zendikar ones. Um, but none of them are ever going to be as good as the original Zendikar ones. Yeah. And every land is full art now, so full art lands aren't worth anything and are just matter. kind of a quirk of a set. Yeah. I mean, if, this, if, if we hadn't had loads of full art lands up until then, if the last time we had full art lands was Battle Zendikar, these might be slightly more compelling, but. We, we've had so goddamn many. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that Zendikar was the full art plane is no longer a thing. Yeah. Um, so they're just less interesting. They're, they're really nice arts. I, I, really, I really, really like them. As, like, the Whirlpool Island is really, really cool. Um, not the really oh, yeah. Nice, Whirlpool Island is, Island is New Bucket Island, like 100%. Whirlpool Island, Island is, is sweet. Sure. But yeah, like, I really love nice. it. It's great. Yeah. But yeah, they, they just don't do anything for me. It's hard to get excited when they're in every set. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, they're, they're, they're there because Zendikar, obviously. And another thing that is here, because it's Zendikar, it's the return of Expeditions. Oh, yeah. And there's a, there's a caveat to this, isn't there? But not not really Expeditions. They're just, you know how everything's a box topper now, Joe? Yep. What if Expeditions were box toppers? Yeah, so they've they've done that thing again where they go, iconic masters filled with loads of iconic magic cards. And then it isn't actually filled with iconic magic cards. They go, oh, hey, expeditions are back. But they aren't expeditions. They're just using the same word to mean two entirely different things. Yes, they're lands with a foil treatment. <laughs> with an yeah. interesting border. Because the point of expeditions was you, maybe you would find them. And it made opening booster packs more of an adventure. And that was kind of the gimmick. And it was kind of cool and everyone liked them. But now we've had box toppers for every set for the last 17 years. So these aren't exciting anymore. Um, they're cool, though. They're very cool. Yeah, I, that's it. Like, I think they're cool. I, I wish they hadn't used, like, the term expeditions. Like, it's they, and their lands, right? So yeah, I, I understand why they've done it, but it it doesn't work. Like, like yeah, words it doesn't. Things. It doesn't. They're two completely different things. Um, these are boxed up as they're not expeditions. But, yeah, uh, as as every set has now, um, and the, I, I much prefer these two. I guess we do get the extended art cards as well, right? That's also going to be a feature of yes, Zendikar yeah, Rising yeah, because yeah, we, yeah showcase art, showcase and extended art and yeah. showcase planeswalkers. But you can only get things. these as box toppers, right? You can't get these in collector boosters. So you can get these in foil in collector boosters, but not in non foil. They're non foil as box toppers. Yeah. Oh, God damn it, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so much going to go with In draft boosters, in draft boosters, so in a box of, of draft boosters and a box of set boosters, you get a box stopper pack, which contains one of these expedition box stoppers. Uh, and then in collector booster boxes, you get a box stopper pack, which contains two of these expedition box toppers. So they're all non foil. But then, in collector boosters themselves, you have a, a very small chance of picking up of picking up a foil version of them. Cool. Yeah. I love booster fun. It's really uh, fun. It's 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 fine. It's I think that's it. Like it's it's very hard to get excited about it because it's it doesn't have that excitement factor that expeditions had previously. Because you know, like you said, it was it was like a discovery. Like you open up a pack and oh, there it is. There it is. It's the exciting moment where you open an expedition, it's its just not going to be the same because you know you're guaranteed one of them in every single box, which in a way is good because you weren't guaranteed an expedition in every single booster box of Battle for Zendikar, but it, it definitely definitely loses that excitement factor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's fine, but you know, we got first time reprint, so that's cool. I definitely called this several months ago after they randomly said that there would be an interesting stylized version stylized yeah. version of Fetchlands being reprinted and we got it because it was Expeditions and Zendikar but they're not Expeditions Wastelands are there, the Battle Lands from Battlebond are there the Fastlands the, the the Ally Fastlands just the Ally Fastlands Secret yeah, Coast, yeah. yeah. Um, 
cool, yeah, they're nice versions. Um, they're going to be prohibitively expensive for most people. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like they're they're fine. Like the ones they've picked up, are all pretty good this time. Um, yeah, you haven't got like your uh, like the the bottle lands or like your, your core haven or whatever this time. I think like the I don't know the technically worst one this time is probably probably like Grover the Burnwellows, but like that used to be a very good card once upon a time. So I but I'll still command the premium because the 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 fancy versions of Grove still do. So yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's nice to see them like reprint some of the the creature lands as well. Like Celestial Colon- Colonnade looks amazing, and then stuff like like Valakut. Valakut's really cool. That 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 gets this treatment too. And uh, Creeping Tarpet has Slenderman on it. Yeah, <laughs> it totally, totally does. Yeah. But yeah, it's that thing again where like it's like very much like the box toppers in Double Masters. They've they've had a look and they've gone right. What's playable? What are people playing in competitive formats? Okay, we're going to do fancy versions of these. And yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, that's fine. But that's that's, good. that's the correct way yeah. to pick pick cards for this kind of thing. Not Static Orb and Core Haven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we have which we've had before. And these are actual playable cards in every format. Like all of these are playable somewhere. Just... <laughs> divert and Armageddon, like <laughs> yeah, divert, divert. How was that? Countdown. That's just fully banned since his money top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Uh, but yeah, they're cool. cool. And, and Zenikar is cool. I like it. It's one of my favorite planes. Um, it's interesting. The trailer was wank. Yeah, I don't think the trailer was that good. Um, Nahiri it, is like Indiana Jones, and then she murders some people. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't know whether it's because I don't particularly like the plane of Zendikar, or I'm not interest. I'm not really interested in like Nahiri on Zendikar at all. Like Nahiri on Innistrad was sweet because you know, like Nahiri the Harbinger is a fantastic card, and she was there just like full of, of, of wrath and vengeance and trying to get her own back on Sauron. That was really cool. But yeah, I don't I don't really I don't really know what like what's her what's her deal on, on Zendikar. Well she's being Indiana Jones. She's being Indiana Jones, but Literally also the first, like the start of that trailer was just a scene from an Indiana Jones film where she steals a thing and then the temple starts collapsing. <laughs> sort of. Like it's basically the same thing. That's the advert, yeah. right? Because I mean, Zendikar was always meant to be the Indiana Jones adventure plane, right? That was the yeah, that yeah. Was the thing. Um, yeah, and then we're going to introduce this new character, and he's died. And we're going to talk about Akiri, who we've never actually seen in a set before. She was just on a partner card in a commander set, and we don't really know much about her. Oh no, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like cool. <laughs> Um, it doesn't really tell us anything about the plane. I guess Nahiri's angry, or, or well, it, it looks like Nahiri's going to be collecting like core artifacts to like ancient core artifacts to stop the royal. So make it make it that what you will, I guess. Sounds like an Indiana Jones film. No, it doesn't at all. It, it doesn't does. at all. No. The Temple of the Crystal Skull, or whatever it's called. That, My favorite. No, Indiana Jones we don't talk about the, that the, one. The greatest Indiana Jones film of all time. No. What if Indiana Jones but alien? You mean Star Wars? Just because it has Harrison Ford in it <laughs> doesn't mean it's the same franchise. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, fine. I want to see what the actual story is because maybe it's interesting and it looks like on the old art card of Jace it looks like he's kind of malevolent and obviously Nissa's now got black mana so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to read it and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Cool. Right. Well, that was the least interesting thing to talk about somehow. Yeah, fully agree. I don't know. I just, I'm really looking forward to rotation for standard. Get all of those horrible cards out of there. Yep. Uh, and I don't particularly, I'm not particularly a fan of Zendikar like at all. Um, yeah. So that's 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 that. I guess I like the Eldrazi. They were good. <laughs> yeah, that's when you remember that one of the coolest things about Zendikar was Eldrazi. Yeah, and then they overdid Eldrazi, and everyone got bored of Eldrazi, so we don't get Eldrazi anymore. Despite the fact they're objectively the coolest thing that Magic has ever done. <laughs> I don't know about the coolest thing they've ever done, but yeah, they, they were. In terms of I war, mean, they I were fully, the fully, fully problematic for some formats, but like, I don't know. I don't really care about. I don't want this is the thing. I don't want Thornot Seers. I want Pathraces of Ulamog. I uh, see. I'm I'm the opposite. I want Thornot Seers. Like, oh, I want. I want. I thought Thornot Seer was a like. I don't. I don't want party i don't want like oh you have a wizard and a cleric and a and a rogue out together so they all get plus one plus one i want i oh know i'm gonna play a a six basic land type and 
play a thought or two. Like. No, I definitely want to cast a 12 mana thing that ends the game. That's very much yeah, we, we do that as well. We'll do yeah. that as well. Yeah, sure. Cool, right. Where do you want to, where do you want to hit next? Because God, there's a lot. Let's just, let's just go for it. We also got the announcement for next year. Uh, so it looks like it pretty much revealed, I'd say, it, like, if not everything, pretty close to everything that's going to be coming next year. Mm-hmm. So the start of quarter one. Been waiting for this one. <laughs> been waiting for this one. You we have Cal time. Hell yeah. We have Cal time. I'm so excited for this. Uh, I I love the font. The font uh, you've sold me already. Like the font <laughs> is incredible. So good. That's that's so that's that's a major plus for me. I think when they the rolled out this announcement was like yeah, they're no longer just using Bolero for all of the sets. Now each set has its own unique font again. Oh thank God for that. I was so bored of Bolero. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, just one of those things where they changed it, and I don't know why, when things were fine beforehand, and now they've gone back to it, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm very excited for Carheim. I'm very yeah. excited for more problematic snow cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they haven't, they haven't really said a lot or I guess much at all about any of any of the sets but yeah Cal Time they've said that it's going to be Magic's take on what a world inspired by Vikings might look like obviously we already know this because it's existed for quite a while already it was first shown in Plane Chase and then also in the Jewels of the Planeswalkers 2014 game it was the the end plane in that uh, hopefully we get some more Angrath I really hope it's Angrath's home plane do you know what I'm really excited for? what? for loads of weird nerds to be like Oh, but canonically, people from Cardheim, because they're descended from Vikings, would only be white. And then, obviously, Magical put like some different people of colour on their cards because it's just what you do. Because other people exist and need representation in your game, and they'll be like, "No, nah, but it's only meant to be white people on Cardheim," and that'll spark a whole argument, and loads of people will get cancelled. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward but, to. But strangely, th- those people won't have an issue with with people who are like half cow, half human. Yeah, being but, on the plane too. Like Angraf's fine, but black person on Viking plane. No, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting angry with some racists. It's <laughs> one yeah. of my favorite things to do. So yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. But, but yeah, yeah, we don't know anything about it really at this point. But it's coming first set of next year, and yeah, I've been waiting a long time for this. Can't wait. Definitely, definitely. Next up, we have Strixhaven, which is. The School of Mages is the tagline, and it's the most elite university in the multiverse. What if Teleria but a plane? Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Hundred percent. I'm into it. Definitely. Hundred percent. That I've seen. I've seen a few people get upset that there's some sort of magic school plane in Magic now, but like the Telerian Academy existed. Yeah, like, I guess. <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, I mean, like, I guess we know where all our wizards for triggering party cards is going to come from. Yeah, totally. We assume there's going to be a lot of, of wizards there. I assume this is going to be Kazmina's home plane as well. God, I hope so. I love Kazmina. Yeah, because with a character that we know literally nothing about, but has a really cool design. She's so cool. Yeah, I, I think I think we're probably going to see her here, and that's good. That's good. More, more new characters, please. Definitely. Maybe it's just like loads of owls. Yeah, well, that's it. Yes, yeah, so it, we're being called Strixhaven. I think the, the set symbol symbol looks a bit like a bird, so. I assume we're going to get owls and, and birds and stuff, so that's cool. I'm totally down for that as well. Good bird commander, please. Quite like a, quite like a Baleful Strix reprint. Printed in the standard. And modern and pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sounds good. It's, you know, it's barely playable in modern, maybe, and yeah, it's probably, probably fine for playing for pioneer. Um, probably yeah. I really want to find yeah. it off my Indian Visit Reborn. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just give me a good bird commander, and I guess going back to Carlheim, give me a good snow commander, please, for the love of God. I want yeah. to do snow things in commander. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's, I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It'll be fun, I think at least. So you know. So this is, I think this one's a bit more. A bit more controversial. Uh huh. So there's no core set for for next year. Uh huh. And instead, we're getting Dungeons and Dragons: Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Uh huh. So rather than a core set, we are getting a D and D magic set. Cool. It's yeah. It's just about time, really. I think it's something that they've probably wanted to do, or you know, could have done for a very long time. And yeah, 
which makes sense. I think it's a bit yep. odd that it's replacing a core set, but it, it also makes sense to me, I think, as well. Like, if you're going to replace any core set with a D&D set, if you're going to replace any set with a D&D set, a core set is probably the the correct one. It means you can you don't have to be tied to a plane. Like, you yeah, don't totally. have to do the D&D plan, right? So yeah, there's, there's no, like, like, li- like linear story and, yeah. and, and yeah, it's, plain lore. In terms of, like, where cards come from, the lore of cards and characters that appear, it'll be like a core set, and then it's yeah. disparate, and maybe there's, like, one thing that ties it together, like, like with, I guess, Teferi or Chandra, or previous core sets have, like, kind of tied a little bit to a couple of planes, um, but this will be, it will be similar to a core set, but it won't be a core set, so you can do loads of, di- loads of different D&D things. Yeah. Um... Which is cool. I mean, I'm into it, and you know. Yes, yeah, same, definitely. Wizards like, of the Coast own the two hottest nerd pro- uh, properties, so why wouldn't you just try and combine them as much as possible and appeal to as many markets as possible? Yeah, totally. I, I think there's definitely going to be some some interesting cards in there. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. Again, it's that mixing of IP things, which I feel a little bit a little bit strange about. So I don't know how I'll feel exactly playing some of these cards in standard and. If some of them are, you know, pioneer, modern, legacy, even vintage playable, then I think that might be be even stranger if they're going to be cards that we're going to be playing for years. But I I I'm looking forward to it definitely. Um, I, and yeah, I think there's, there's lots of cool monsters that we haven't seen in Magic before that we could see injected into the game. Like give us a legendary beholder. Hell give us yeah. lots of beholders. Absolutely. Give us give us a gelatinous cube. Like yeah, exactly. so many is... so many cool things that they can put yeah. into the game, which they just haven't done before. There are so many cool fantasy like monsters and just like kind of archetypes and tropes that magic has sort of held off from. Yeah. Um, which is strange considering, you know, they're owned by the same parent company. Um but I'm I'm excited for them to cross the like yeah, jelly cubes and magic would be sweet. It'd be really, yeah. really cool. But I guess at the crux of it, sell D and D to your magic players, sell magic to your D and D players. <laughs> like I guess that's probably yep. part of the reason. That was part of the board meeting, I'm sure. <laughs> um yeah, I'm 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 into it. Like this like like I said, there's so many cool fantasy archetypes and tropes that just don't make it into magic for some reason, and I guess this gives yeah. them a good opportunity to do it. And the fact that it's like probably gonna function like a course that means they can do loads of them and not have to be tied to like one specific type. So yeah, excited. totally. Yeah. Totally. I think yeah, I think that's it. With it being with it taking the place of a core set and probably will will behave slightly like a core set. So yeah, they can they can jump around, like they can have cards from like uh you know, like the Curse of Strahd setting, but then they can also have your your typical sword and sorcery setting as well and yeah, I think we're just going to see a bunch of really cool and probably like iconic characters as well from Dungeons and Dragons just thrown into the game and yeah, I'm for it. Fully for it. God, I hope so. Cool. So finally, for I guess for for standard sets for, for next year, uh, we have we have sort of two sets. We have Innistrad Werewolves and Innistrad Vampires. Yeah. So they haven't explained how this is going to work at all, but they've said that. We're going back to a plane so nice. We're going to revisit it twice in that that great, great what's PR speak. I hate it. I hate it so much. They've said the first set will feature werewolves, and the second will focus on vampires. Well, both are slated for the latter part of twenty twenty one. There are still four standard sets per rotation year, but they're shifting the timing around slightly. So we don't know what that means. We probably won't for it. I don't know a good six months at least, but. I'm super happy to go back to Innistrad. It's the new Ravnica. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the planes that they like to revisit a lot, and I'm definitely into it's, that. It's a beloved yeah. plane, so why wouldn't you? It's the most popular plane. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like every, exactly. every time, every time they release a set, they put out a questionnaire and they ask the questions. Pick three planes. Which plane? I list all of the planes, and so which three are your favorite planes? And yeah, time and time again, it comes up that. Innistrad, Ravnica, and Zendikar are, are everyone's favourite plane. So I'm kind of bitter it, that we revisited uh, Ravnica three times and Innistrad three times and Zendikar three times before we revisited Lorwyn once. But uh, yeah, it's cool. It's one of the most popular planes. You know what you're doing, and uh, yep. this is obviously a telegraph that they're definitely going to give us a werewolf commander. <laughs> uh, please. 
yeah, and it, it, it's vamp- everyone loves vampires, everyone loves werewolves, everyone loves Innistrad. It's going to be a slam dunk, even if the cards are crap. So yeah, definitely. they know what they're doing. I, yeah, I I love Innistrad. I, yeah, that's it. Like even if the cards are crap, the setting is fantastic, and I I I don't think I don't think they can get Innistrad wrong. Like the, the even when the cards are are underpowered. The setting is always amazing. The art is always amazing. The stories are always great. I think it's just going to be a slam dunk. Like even even now, like more than a year away, I, I can I can say yeah. I think Innistrad is probably going to be a slam dunk. I I yeah, really yeah. really hope that. I hope that we're in a place, globally, where we can get back to some some proper levels of install play for then, because I really want to pre-release this set. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe. I mean, it, it's quarter four, twenty twenty one. So you know. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I mean, have you seen the governments that are in charge of curtailing this? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can hope. Uh, I mean, remember when we all thought we were going to go to GP London? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was silly, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Hopefully. Innistrad's great. Regardless, it's yeah. going to be great. And I'm also super excited for it to come onto Arena because I want to see what the Innistrad board's going to look like. I'm sure that'll give you travel sickness as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the only thing they gave us for next year, though, was it? Nope. <laughs> so they also announced two supplementary sets. I assume there'll be at least one more next year as well. But they announced two. Uh, so first up, Time Spiral Remastered. Yeah. Yeah, this is sick. Um, this is. It's going to be tabletop, so paper only. Um, and yeah, I think this is. Something that people have been crying out for 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 a long time, like remastered sets, and I, I think Time Spiral is a, a very sensible one to choose to tackle first. Yeah, um, it's great. Remastered sets on online platforms have, well, I guess we don't really know about Amaket yet. Have <laughs> historically been quite popular, uh, and this is a cool way to get get some cards out, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Maybe yeah, we get you can... time both again. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Like, so it's going to be Time Spiral remastered. So. I assume it's just going to work like previous remastered sets have worked, where you just take, you can take cards from all of the sets in that block. So yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised to see Goyf in here. Um, yeah, plenty of other strange future future site cards are probably be in here as well. Damnation will probably get another reprint in here, so that'll be good. Yeah, uh, and they're also doing some old border cuts, right? Yeah, and they look incredible. They finally so, goddamn listened to us. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing back the, um, the the time shifted slot, except this time they're doing it slightly different. Rather than pulling from cards from Magic's past, they're pulling from cards from Magic's past, present, and future, but they're giving them the old border treatment. Yeah. So we've got Chalice of the Void with brown border, and it looks it looks so amazing. nice. <laughs> it's so like, nice. I hope there. I hope there's just loads of artifacts that have never been in brown border before in this set because I, I I want that. It's just every time we talk about promo cards, everyone's like, "Give us the old border, like the, you know the sort of fire and ice and the the dark confidant and the noble hierarch that have the old border." Everyone loves yeah. them because they're so good, and they've finally listened, <laughs> um, and we're getting them. So hopefully the cards won't be disappointing. But we have Chalice of the Void, which is definitely a good one with the uh, original mirrored art as well. Yeah, which just gives it something a little bit special, I guess. Um, yeah, oh, it just it looks lush. We got a path to exile with the old border as well. It, it looks great. I wish it was I, Rebecca Gayart. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> I wish it was as well. But I, I really hope. So we haven't had this confirmed yet, but I really hope that they have the old style foil treatment as well, of like the shooting star. Oh, the shooting star. The shooting star. Would be yeah, great, yeah. I mean, did foil they... like foil brown border chalice of the voice with the shooting star. Like, <laughs> sign me. I'll I'll pay. Yeah, you'll pay stupid uh, hundred pound each for those. Absolutely. Easy, like like. Did they? Oh, they're lush. Did the uh, the time shifted foils from original Times Pro have the star? I can't remember. I I would assume so, but I I can't remember because I think I don't know. The regular foils not still have the star then? No. No. No, I don't think they did. No, 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 they didn't. No. Oh well. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I I hope they do. Yeah, I really hope they do. Definitely. But yeah, we'll we'll see what it holds, but yeah, I think it's going to be good. I hope, I really hope that it's just like the price is, is a standard set price, or the, the very most something like Battle Bond or or whatever else has been slightly more expensive set boosters, I guess. Because we know that the the ceiling on the price isn't going to be that high. Yeah, 
because I mean, it's the highest it goes is Tarmogoyf, and Tarmogoyf isn't even that expensive anymore. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. I I want to draft these. I want to draft this set over and over and over. So let's hope we can. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is uh, it's, I mean, we already know this. The price of this one's going to be higher. It's Modern Horizons Two. Yeah, speaking of Time Spiral. Um, yeah, <laughs> Modern Horizons Two. Uh, everyone's approaching this with trepidation, I guess, because they beefed it last time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Modern Horizons was a fantastic set, apart from like a handful of cards. Uh-huh. There were a handful of just problems that should have never been printed. It was an excellent set. It was a really cool yeah. idea. It had some really cool cards. It had some really powerful cards. It had some cards that fit perfectly in the power level. And then it had some cards that were way too good, obviously. Um, I really like it as a set, even if, you know, Ren and Six and Arkham's Astral Openers are, and, uh, are all problems. Uh, I think having this kind of set is such a cool idea, and it gives us a lot of interesting cards. Like, you know, you get, like, Force of Vigor, which is kind of a bit playable in the sideboard of every Eternal yeah. format. Like, stuff like that's great. I, I, I like doing sets like that. But, yeah, when they print Hogax, then <laughs> it's less yeah, good. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, like, give us, like... I think there's there's probably a bit of argument either way for Plague Engineer, but like that kind of thing, like Plague Engineer, Collector Roof, uh, <laughs> like even like your your Cabal Therapist, well, that's it's probably never going to see any play. Remember that, when that's you the... uh, when you were adamant that card might be good? <laughs> oh yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> hey, I got the I got the the snake right though. Ice Fang Cortal is definitely playable. Oh sure, yeah, I was definitely wrong about that. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one one. Yeah, true. <laughs> one one, and we all missed Hogak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all did. Yeah, I think, yeah, like the cards that haven't just been like obnoxious and broken in Modern Horizons are, are really really cool. The limited was fantastic, and yeah, like I love I love the fact that like Legacy Ninjas exists because of Modern Horizons. Like yeah, absolutely. Those are sweet stuff like that. If we get more of that then yeah I think it's going to be great and then we do know that the fetch lands are going to be reprinted the enemy fetch lands are all in there and they're in rare as well thank god that's great that's great I think that's fantastic I think that is that is probably going to be a meaningful reprint yep we know the at least we hope the price point is going to be the same or very 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 similar if not exactly the same as Modern Horizons 1 which is you know about half the price of a of a um, the double master, double master pack, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, like they can announce that the, the fetch is definitely going to be in there, and I still don't care that I pay the amount of money I did for mine. Yeah, same. <laughs> like it's it's just that's how these things work. But yeah, good. Um, and I look forward to six months after Modern Horizons two releases, where people are complaining about the price of fetch lands again. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like the hype machine is cyclical. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Modern Horizons one was was great in my eyes, apart from the glaring emissions. But um, yeah, I think this one's going to be good too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's exciting. It's and I think that's that's what I needed from Magic. Really, I haven't felt excited about Magic for quite a while now, and this announcement was just just exciting, exciting bit after exciting bit after exciting bit, and that that's what I needed. I think it's it's definitely sparked my interest in the game a bit more, and yeah, I'm happy for that. Yeah. It's hard to get excited about magic these days, and it's very easy to feel very negative about magic. Yeah. So it's nice to have some things that are very exciting, um, and stuff that like some of the stuff they haven't done before. Because when they're like announcing master sets, you're like, well, I know what that looks like, and you kind of yeah. get excited about the reprints a bit, um, and then that kind of dies down. But when they're like, you know, Time Spiral remastered, which is a thing we've never seen in paper before, yeah, and Modern Horizons Two, which will have new cards in it, so it's something to get excited about. Um, and all new planes, yeah. Apart from Innistrad, well, I guess. Apart from yeah, apart but from it's Innistrad, an interesting take but... on Innistrad, and it's it's also definitely something that everyone loves about Innistrad. It's the reasons yeah. Innistrad is good, uh, condensed into two specific sets. So yeah, uh, it, this is the most exciting an announcement has been for quite some time. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I think like I guess even just touch on on Innistrad again briefly, like. As you want to do, <laughs> it's so good. I think even it it's so open, like what they can do with Innistrad. I think the way they left it, it it doesn't necessarily mean that when we go back, it has to be you know Eldrazi and horror everywhere. 
we can see a bit of the cleanup from that but then yeah it looks like it's going to be focused on vampires and werewolves which means you know they don't have to bring emrakul into it at all emrakul said i'm going to retreat into the moon this plane isn't ready yet it's not my time well the love the love for innistrad has never been defined by the specific stories that happen on it yeah because totally. innistrad was loved when it was about avacyn yeah uh, innistrad was loved when it was about emrakul so and they're completely disparate topics really despite the fact that you know i guess Avacyn was there in eldritch moon and shadows but yeah it's just the plane that people like <laughs> so it's I'm yeah it's a that. plane that people like there's a whole lot of lore which which is, is still unexplored and undiscovered as well like we don't really know anything about the about the, the fourth angel emrakul's on the plane but will emrakul show up this time if it's vampires and werewolves probably not which means there we go there's another innistrad set a couple of years down the future and yeah, there's there's just so many like old creepy folklore style stories about you know like the Gitrock monster story and stuff. And is the Gitrock monster gonna come back? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably and yeah. it's gonna have some sort of cool booster fun showcase edition because commander players. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but what yeah, if uh, what if all the werewolves are Arjazified because they're worshiping a moon that's got Emrakul in it? Yeah, they could be. That would be interesting. That'd be an interesting take on Arjazi, I guess. It's going to be great. It's, going to be, it's great. going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Really can't wait. But yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't everything. Even that wasn't everything. So we've got all of the sets that are coming out from Zendikar till the end of next year. But we also got a a few bits and pieces here and there. So let me let me know how excited you are about this. Magic Arena is coming to mobile. Uh huh. And they showed Day Nine playing it. Uh huh. He said soon. Sounds. How do you how do you feel about that? Uh, don't really care. Uh, I'm in, it, I'm interested to see how the hell it works <laughs> because yeah, that UI is going to be an absolute mess. Uh, I and it will probably agree. kill your phone to play it yeah. because Hearthstone drains your battery and Hearthstone has a limit on the amount of items that can be on a board. If I'm playing a deck that creates a hundred tokens on my phone, my phone's going to explode. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's. I think that's. These are the problems with that. Like, cool. Like, it should be. Like, I'm pretty sure they probably yeah. should have waited to release Arena until they could definitely put it on on phones and tablets. Um, and yeah, nah, it's it's on, made them like billions, literally. Yeah, so yeah like, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Arena should always exist on mobile devices, right? That's just that's yeah. true. It should be part and parcel of the product. Yeah. But how they're going to do that, I'm I'm excited to see. Um, I will not be downloading it on my phone. <laughs> I don't care about it. I, 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 I will. I go on Arena to draft, and like, yeah. I guess if I can do a draft on my phone while I'm, well, I'm not really waiting anywhere anymore because I have a car and it's not safe <laughs> to leave the house. So unless I want to do a draft while I'm working, <laughs> which seems like a bad idea, then uh, yeah, it's not it's not for me. But I'm interested to see yeah. how it looks I and will, how the user interfaces. I will download it on my phone. I uh, will attempt to play one game with Kethis combo and then just just give yeah. up probably like yeah. <laughs> immediately remove it yeah like you time out you time out on like PC playing Kethis combo like enough to make you just hate arena I can't imagine what it's going to be like on on mobile it's going to be a nightmare yeah it is yeah oh, we'll see but, maybe, you know, at, maybe least, it's at least it's an option yeah absolutely yeah and it will make them more money so great cool so that's the first bit uh, next bit, they also announced the the K Swiss collaboration with with Watsi, and that's some fancy J Spalerian shoes. I didn't know that K Swiss was still a company because K Swiss was like a really big thing in in the UK in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Everyone had yeah. K Swiss shoes, like the horrible white ones, and the K Swiss logo is really horrible anyway, and doesn't look aesthetically pleasing on shoes. So I didn't, I I hadn't thought about the existence of K-Swiss as a shoe brand in roughly twelve years. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The Jazz Balloon shoes are cool. Um, if you're a nerd that really wants to buy some kind of dopey looking shoes, <laughs> they like they're fine. They're the kind of thing people buy because they're a collector item more than anything, and I doubt people will wear them a lot. I've never really understood. I've never really understood people who are into collecting shoes and like spending a lot of money on a pair of shoes yeah. they never wear, or like wearing really garish shoes that don't really match any kind of outfit. Um, but oh, yeah, they look like Jace. So I mean, I, that's I, me. I'm very much like I will wear some black Nikes or I will wear some Doc Martens. Those are my shoe choices because they go with everything, and I don't really have to think about my shoe choice. So I've never really used to Gary's shoes, but sure. Bit of a strange one. So I don't think that I don't think that shoe people are going to be interested in Magic the Gathering shoes. I meant like Magic like, shoe people. I know there's certainly there's certainly a demographic of people who are into shoes and into Magic the Gathering. Yeah, but even then, I can't imagine it's 
it's that many. Probably not. But, no, it's just... but these, you know, these did sell out in two minutes. So yeah, because collector. You know, I, I, that's it. I think it's 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 because because they're a collector item, and you could you could stick the magic logo on absolutely anything and make it limited supply, and it'll sell out. Yeah, I mean, I prefer this to secret layers. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, if you like probably. if you like shoes, they they have the Jace logo on them, and there's a little p- picture of Jace's face from the Jace the Mind Sculpt art in the sole on the inside. Yep. So if that's what you're into, cool. You can wear them with the uh, the wild bangarang leggings and the uh, the the Jace hoodie as well. Yeah, none of them look like. This is very much just me, and I'm being very judgmental. But when people wear like aggressively nerdy things, I don't think it looks good. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just maybe that's just me. No, I I get it. I think like a lot of people involved in in this. I guess any hobby really. Like so, I think I guess to to divert away from magic. I think it's something that's quite a big problem in professional wrestling i think is that one of the best ways to support you know your favorite wrestler is to buy a shirt the vast majority of wrestling shirts look absolutely awful because the people involved in professional wrestling i'd say for the for the majority not very aesthetically minded at all well it's like it's like 2010 band shirts right yeah, where yeah, for sure. every band was like, "Oh, we can put whatever we want on a shirt," and then you're like, "Yeah, sure, yeah. that's a cool illustration." But once you put it on some clothing, it looks dire. <laughs> yeah, fully agree. <laughs> like it's just because it's a like that's the thing. Like, you look at a picture of the J shoes and you're like, oh, they look cool because they look like Jason their shoes. And then as soon as you put them on, you'd be like, "This doesn't really work." Like you know when you see someone wearing a Rick and Morty t-shirt. Yep, that's going to be the vibe. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing yeah, that out there. And you do with that. Do with that what you will. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So you know. It's fine. Can't buy them anyway because they're sold out in two minutes. But you know, there we go. And other than the shoes, you mentioned it, so I've got to mention it too. We got secret layers. We got two of mm-hmm. them announced. Yeah. So we've got the the first one, which I I think it's kind of cool, and this is the kind of thing that I want to see secret layers being used for. This is a uh, secret layer yoggle day. Third of September. Three nine or nine three, I guess, if you're yeah, American. Yeah, <laughs> which apparently is the correct way to do a date. Um, yeah, it's not though. Nine nine three, Yagel Day. Um, so they've put a a bunch of a bunch of, of reasonably playable cards with uh, with Yagel in the art. We've got Swords to Plowshares, Opt, Fatal Push, Anger of the Gods, and Explore, and they've all got art which I guess parodies the the previous art, but they've all got Yagel in them. Yeah, we've got an Anger of the Gods that references Noah Bradley's art for Anger of the Gods. <laughs> that isn't by Noah Bradley. Yeah. So cool. uh, it, it, yeah. Um, I just... It's it's this weird sort of... Magic players like memes, right? Let's just do the memes. And it's like... Yeah. You know, memes, especially in, like, gaming circles, happen organically. And, like, Fibblethip became a meme, not because Watsy made it a meme. They made a throwaway card with a fl- throwaway flavor text and it happened to become a meme Stormcrow is just a bad card they printed that became a meme Yargle was kind of pushing it a little bit in terms of like trying to force a meme and it didn't pick up like <laughs> we kind of went that's that's kind of cool a legendary vanilla creature that's funny and then everyone moved on and I haven't heard anyone talk about Yargle since yeah. and now they're just like oh Yargle you guys like Yargle right because it's a funny card and you know 9-3 is the date so it's a 9-3 and like I don't really like that look <laughs> it's just kind of that they're, they're just trying to make things happen that are really forced but at least yeah, they're playing the cards I guess it's, it is it, it's definitely a bit cringe but I I think I think this is the kind of thing that I I want to see them do with, with Secret Lairs like just just have like just weird wacky versions of like cards that you can get elsewhere for a reasonable price. I mean, I'm speaking of Rick and Morty t-shirts. I definitely know the kind of person I'm going to play against who's going to play a Yargon Explore. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like, oh, see, it's funny, and I'm like, it's not really that funny, but if you like it, cool. Like that's that's the thing. I have my own. I've just cancelled myself like three times on this episode of the podcast. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you like the things, do the things. That's cool. I just I. I have an idea in my head that a person that's going to spend lots of money on Yargle versions of a card. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no, I fully... It says fully, the person fully with fully Japanese understand. legacy and modern decks. 
Yeah, that's right, you weeb. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't even like anime, Joe. Anime's, anime's bad. No. That's four times now. It's four times I cancelled myself. Anime's bad. <laughs> cool. So our fi- I guess our final announcement, I think. Yeah, sure. I think, yeah, I think we finally come to the end. Our final announcement. We're going to end on a high note here. It's the last of the secret lairs that was announced. And that is uh, Secret Lair The Walking Dead. <sighs> mm-hmm. So we've seen one card from it, and it's a token. It's a zombie. It's a 2-2 zombie. And it says uh, Walker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, it, it's it's not for me. It's not for me. What's he's just trying to get in on the, the things that altruists and fans and people who make their own things to do with magic have been doing for ages and trying to make it, trying to monetize it, basically. Because, you know, yeah. people will have altered... Um, Yargle onto a source of power shares and done things like this and like introduced kind of similar IPs into magic for ages and they're just trying to get it on it and make it make money for them rather than just be a thing that fans do because they like it. Yeah, definitely. And that, that, that's it. Like they're 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 fully trying to get a slice of that that alter pie. Definitely. Like they they know, they know very well that people like alters and yeah. They're, they're just trying to monetize it and that's that's fine that's fine they can do that they're a business they can do that uh this this particular one will not be for me uh, i'll not like i don't know unless it ends up being like 30 quid and there's like a decent reprint in it i doubt it but i can't see myself ever owning the walking dead secret lair and i won't be getting the argo one either but you know this, this is the this is the world we live in now, and and that's fine. That's fine. It's yeah, just not for me. That's the thing we talk about all these cool, exciting announcements, like you know, D and D set, and maybe Kazmina's home plane, and oh, back to Innistrad and Kaldheim, and then you're like, that's fine. <laughs> Some of these announcements are just fine, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret Lairs have never been for me, and I've disliked them ever since they dropped the I guess sixth one or fifth, the seventh after the after the initial drop. I have disliked the product and the marketing for it and the way in which they do it for the entire time and that's just a continuation of that and it's for a different market than me and that's fine. Yeah, that's it. Cool, so I think that's a, a good place to end it there this week. It's been Christ. quite quite a long one. <laughs> yeah. There's has been so much to talk about. Uh, quick thoughts before we wrap it up. Uh, Zendikar's cool, Landfall's cool, Kicker's cool, Caltime's uh, cool... Innistrad's cool. Uh, Strixhaven's probably quite cool. Time st- time shifted, remastered. It's very cool. I'm very excited to see what they do with that. Yeah. Uh, Modern Horizons 2, I'm excited for it because I thought Modern Horizons, despite all of its pitfalls, was very, very good in the same way that I think Eldraine was very, very good despite all of its pitfalls. Um, D&D's cool. Um, Secret Lairs suck. K-Swiss shoes did exist. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, go buy them if you want. Or you can't now, I guess. Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I'm probably on board with, with all of those takes. Really, like there was a lot of cool stuff announced, and it certainly got me excited for Magic again, which which feels good. It feels really good. Um, you know, whether or not I'll still feel that way in three four weeks time, we'll see. But I'm just I'm super excited that Caldheim's on the way. Innistrad's possibly my favorite plane. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good things in Magic's future, and it, it's nice. It's nice to see it trending up for once. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it hasn't been trending up for quite some time now. I mean, I'm still gonna turn off this recording and go build some space aliens. So, <laughs> out of glue. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I, I, this is this is the most excited I've been about something Magic related uh, in a long time. So, uh, <laughs> in 2020. In 2020, <laughs> God, that's the first time I've cared about. I know. To be fair, I was I, mean, I liked Double Masters. Yeah, I thought the muscles were cool. Was good. I picked yeah. up some cool cards, like you know, I got some really nice versions of cards in foil for a lot less money than they should have been. Yeah, so that's been cool. I haven't put them in any decks yet. <laughs> I've just been like, oh yeah, I should definitely pick up a full doubling season. It's just been sitting in the package it came in <laughs> since it <laughs> arrived. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for Magic, and that's a that's a nice thing to be able to say again for the first time in a while. 
Yeah, same here. Fully agree. Cool. Cool. So on that note, that's all we have time for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know how you feel about about just everything, everything that was announced. I want to know, you know what are your, your spicy takes for Cal time already? Like, what do you think is going to be in the set? What about Strixhaven? Is it just going to be Harry Potter magic? Or, oh, or God, is it going to be not. better than that? <laughs> oh, God, I, I hope yeah, not. <laughs> I, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. Uh, yeah, D&D, let us know your thoughts on D&D and magic, Zendikar, the whole thing just let us know, if you bought those K-Swiss shoes that's what I want to know, that's what I want to hear oh from. please hit me up for the love of god, I want to talk to you if you're listening to I this podcast and you, and you bought those K-Swiss shoes, let us know please, just, I just want to talk yeah, yeah <laughs> just want a word <sighs> could you imagine if someone had, cool. the, had the, the resources to buy really expensive one-off limited edition Case with Jace the Mind Sculptor shoes and listen to this podcast. It's certainly no, not the demographic just, I'm going for. It's, yeah, same, <laughs> but I'm definitely interested. If you're out there, get in touch. Please. You can get in touch with us on social media. On Twitter, we are at HRFDCast, facebook.com slash HRFDCast. Or if you've really enjoyed anything in the show and you want to give us back in a, a monetary value, you can hit us up on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Arrow Devastation, where tiers start from as little as $1 per month, that's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode but, you know we're about nine months deep into a pandemic here your money's your money's better elsewhere yeah, um, but buy food <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buy things to sustain yourself, and buy things to sustain other people who are still having an awful time, um, yeah, rather than giving us goobers a couple of dollars a month like, you take that money and buy some tinned food Winter's coming. It's going to be difficult. Sorry to get really grim for like a second, but it's it's the uh, no, I agree. the the hard hitting reality at the end of the, the at the end of the episode. It, it sucks, be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people asking for your money at the moment, and also you definitely need to make sure that you can provide for you and whoever it is that is in your life. So uh, yeah, yeah. But buy some buy some beans and stuff, and and prepare, uh, and understand that it's going to suck for a long time. Uh, but if you do have expendable income, give it to us or give it to a lot of more deserving causes because I'm going to spend it on little minis. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. It goes back into the podcast, I swear. Yeah, and where can they find the podcast? <laughs> You're just trying to cut me off, Joe. <laughs> uh, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes, and Stitcher. If you wanted to go to one of the platforms and leave us a, a review or a rating or, or a comment or just share it with your friends, we'd really appreciate it because it helps get the podcast out to more people. Absolutely. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at Peach Garden Oath. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Also stream on, on Twitch weekly, so it's Friday nights. I do Friday Night Magic. This week, we are doing a Modern Horizon Supreme Draft. Did a Ravnica Supreme Draft last week, and it was fantastic. Really fun. So come find me there. It's twitch.tv slash Peach Garden Oath. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at snail 69 Nice. If you want to look at some GoFundMe's where your money would be really useful, or pictures of little space aliens that I've painted, because that's pretty much the only content I have at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very good. I think you nice. you you need some amazing stuff for those. Thank you very much. Those gene stealers. Gene stealers. Yeah, can't wait to see how how you get on with the rest of them. I've never played a game, but, so I'm probably going to be terrible. But yeah. I'm enjoying the painting. <laughs> Sweet. That is pretty much all we have time for this week. And once again, the God Pharaoh has returned. We're approaching the second hour. We'll see you again next week on Arrow Devastation. Station.